0: Hey, it's V David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Now, for those of you that uh, were paying attention to the news over the weekend, uh, more unidentified flying objects. That was actually uh, one of the many headlines used UFOs unidentified flying objects uh, shot down uh, one over the Yukon in cooperation with uh, Prime Minister Trudeau in Canada and uh, other reports closing of airspace, this all following the week-long traversing of the continental United States by the Chinese spy balloon. Then there was a little bit of news that came along with that, didn't seem to get much play in the balloon that uh, was also found in Latin America, Colombia, Costa Rica, the Colombian government, for example, uh, in their official or official statement, uh, not as heavily concerned About uh, the balloon and uh, we'll have to look at all of this in bigger context, climb higher, if you will, because China in Latin America and here in America and around the world is in many ways in a next stage of their development what their strategies are what their need to gather more information might provide in an advantage for them and what it could mean from a threat assessment perspective some will use the term strategic opponent but communism at its core and the chinese communist party is an adversary of the free world carlos diaz Rossillo joins me founding director of the adam Smith Center. For Economic Freedom at Florida International University and former Acting Principal Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for International Security Affairs. Carlos, my friend, good morning. How are you?
1: Good morning, Dave. It's a pleasure to be in your show.
0: Well, let's start first and, you know, we'll introduce what you're doing with the Adam Smith Center because that ties into our conversation about Latin America, but really about the Americas. You know, this idea that we're separate, we're joined by different borders, but North America, Central America, South America are the Americas.
1: Absolutely, David. Uh, We're a young center. We were created by the legislature and the governor of the great state of Florida uh, to serve as a world-class think tank that that promotes the the serious study of the free market. Uh, It's unbelievable how at our universities you say the word uh, socialism or communism, and students think this is a very exotic and romantic idea. But you say capitalism, free market. It's almost like you're saying a bad word. So we want to change that narrative so that students realize that, you know, capitalism is not perfect, democracy is not perfect, but they're the best systems we have and we've got to preserve them and we've got to make them better. So we want to change the narrative and try to uh, let students know that uh, these systems work with their flaws, they work, and that we need to fight hard against socialism and, and communism.
0: All right, so let's take this uh, down the path of those who are the adversaries in China Uh, Yes, the big news that that got everybody's attention for the time the uh, Chinese spy balloon began to traverse America, not being admitted to by the administration, spotted by a private pilot. And now we have more objects spotted and shot down. And even in Latin America, again, not for the first time, but here we are with China carrying out its activities, you know. There are letting people asking questions. How long have they been doing this? How effectively? What are their goals? And how concerned should we be?
1: I think we need to be extremely concerned what the Chinese are doing, not just in Latin America, by the way. They're doing it all over the world. Uh, they're building a web of lies and deception at a very high cost. Uh, they have a very long-term strategic plan. In this country, when we talk about a long-term plan, we're talking about a four-year plan. We think... Of, of, of strategies from administration to administration. They have a 100-year plan. Uh, they're very deliberate, very smart in the way they do things. And so uh, they're doing it both through soft power, trying to persuade others uh, to study Chinese language and culture and doing it um, in, in the way that we did it during the Cold War, but also through their their increasingly uh, grown and powerful military. And so uh, I'm, I'm sure this this, this balloon is, is, is one of... Dozens, if not more, that have flown over the U.S. and all over Latin America, and we should be very, very concerned about what they're doing in Latin America, for example, uh, and again all over the world as well. They're buying access to ports and airports and roads and bridges, and 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 very strategic in the way they're uh, they're doing so. They're promising all sorts of loans and guarantees so that uh, these governments, which are often corrupt, um, uh, go with them, and and, and they they. they their plan is to make sure that all these access points are controlled by the chinese and they're getting there slowly but surely they're getting there
0: so to the leaders of well let's start right here in the united states where for many years we've not paid close enough attention until the trump administration as much as we should have and maybe not outwardly made it a platform from a from a you know from a perspective of well, it's a national issue to these other countries where and where is their vulnerability where is there more success by China and what about countering that and how can it be countered economically obviously you don't want to get into military action unless you have no other choice uh, but there are many other many other tools in the shed
1: absolutely and we need to use them all listen for for decades for decades uh, the United States pursued a policy of integrating China into the global economy, of bringing them closer into the global system, into, into the rules-based system that we created after the Second World War. And the hope was that by doing so, we would be able to do two things. One, uh, exploit uh, what at the time was a very clear split between the Soviet Union and China. So the philosophy was your enemy's enemy could be our friend. But second, many believe that by by integrating them, Uh, we would be able to bring them closer to the U.S., closer to democracy, closer to uh, capitalism. And what we've seen over the past few decades is that uh, that hasn't worked very well. They're not closer to our system. In fact, they're trying to build wedges so that uh, um, uh, they divide the world. And so the result has been not what these policymakers for for decades intended. I think one of the great accomplishments of the Trump administration has been uh, to, to put a spotlight on this Chinese threat, um, which is a real threat to our national security and to the security of all these other countries. At the center, we get to uh, welcome leaders from all over Latin America, presidents, former presidents. And I always ask them about China and, and, and the threat they pose. And I ask them, you know, do you not realize that by dealing with them, by letting them build your port or your airport, you're you're, you're threatening not only your national security, but the hemispheric security. And their answer is almost all the same. They say, yes, we get it. But you know, the U.S. is not present. Uh, there's a vacuum. And my job as president is to provide for my people and, and, and to make sure that there's infrastru- infrastructure projects and make sure that uh, uh, they develop. And so, and so we have to go to the Chinese, not because we want to. We don't. But because there's no other choice. So we have left a vacuum because we have ignored these developing countries for far too long. And the Chinese are coming in very strategically, very smartly. And they're filling in gaps that we should be filling Um, as the greatest power on the face of the earth.
0: There's also what you do with that power. And the concern about China, you know, here in the U.S. you have programs in colleges and universities, the Thousand Talents program. Uh, You have the the, what's called often the the Chinatown approach to communities. You have real estate investment trusts. You have unfair access to our capital markets because Chinese companies who are, by the way, bound by their constitution to the Chinese Communist Party, uh, don't have to meet the same standards that, uh American or for that matter uh multinational corporations non-Chinese have to meet to participate in our capital markets uh so you know how do we readjust effectively and why is it also important to have that engagement in Latin America as people leave their countries and this ties right into the illegal migration economic Mm -hmm. migration that goes on uh if China is and they are operating in Latin American countries, they're not obviously solving the issues or attempting to resolve them with those governments because their people, especially working-age males, are fleeing their countries.
1: That's right. Uh, David, I think it begins at home by looking at what we're doing. For example, with you mentioned our universities. Uh, we're admitting and we're educating thousands of Chinese students at our universities we're educating them. We're training them. Uh, and uh, in the process, right, uh, every time we let a Chinese student in, it takes a spot away from an American student or from a student that comes from an ally country. And what are they doing? There's very clear evidence that they're stealing our intellectual property. They're going back to China to, to, to use that property, intellectual property, for their own gains and to use it against the United States. So I think it begins at home by looking at how we let uh, these this. For, for lack of a better word, I'm not saying all of them, but many of them are spies of the Chinese Communist Party, and, 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 and uh, we're going to end that. Again, I'm not proposing that, that uh, we don't let foreigners come in, not at all, but, but we're going to be very strategic about who we let into this country, especially uh, to be part of our wonderful university communities. And So I think that's, that's a very important first step. Second step in regards to Latin America is um, for, for many, many years, we took jobs, American jobs, to China. We moved our factories to China because it made a lot of economic sense. And what we're realizing, in the pandemic very, uh, made it very clear, is that uh, they are now threatening our national security by controlling a lot of these critical supplies. And so, why not bring them back closer to the United States? I know it's not feasible to bring them all back to the US because of cost, but we can bring them closer to the US, to the Western Hemisphere, through the process called near shoring, where we have these manufacturing plants. Either in the u s or in Central America or the Caribbean, a little closer to our uh, our shores, where we have governments that are friendlier, and that could help uh, serve not only an economic purpose but also a national security purpose that is critical. So I think these two things would go a long way in in, in helping to to change the narrative and in helping to ensure that our national security is first and foremost not only uh, from a military perspective, but also from an economic perspective, because economic security is national security.
0: And you would know a thing or two about that in your
1: prior positions,
0: uh, especially when it comes to policy making, implementation and national security. Uh, now we, we, this is the beginning uh, of a very long working relationship between you and this show and the Adam Smith Center for Economic Freedom. Uh, so let's uh, you know, let's expand that and tie in a recent event which is the meeting between uh, President Biden and President Lula from Brazil. That happened last Friday. And, you know, what was on the table for them? Climate change was one of the biggest issues to be discussed. Brazil, the Amazon rainforest, uh, the, the, you know, various other issues – but it's also the economic issues, and that seemed to be missing from the joint statement issued by the White House. There was climate change. There was the broad use of a discussion on democracy. But uh, Lula has his, has his own background that should concern us, doesn't he?
1: Oh, without a doubt, uh, not only in terms of inspiring left-leaning uh, regimes in the hemisphere, but also the guy was was held for close to two years. And because of a political, uh, uh, you know, the courts are not always the most honest ones, a political technicality, he was out. But this is somebody who was in jail for corruption for almost two years and who has espoused who has a left-leaning agenda, not just for Brazil, but for the hemisphere. Uh, let's hope that this term is a little different than the previous one. Uh, but you're right. Not only was, was, was uh, uh, economic issues absent uh, from that, uh, uh, from that uh, press release and, and, and that communique, it was also absent from the Summit of the Americas. The U.S. hosted the Summit of the Americas a year ago. Uh, in my humble opinion, it was an embarrassment to the U.S. Uh, this is supposed to be the meeting of all like-minded nations in the Western Hemisphere, and our closest and, and most important allies were absent. Uh, our neighbor to the south, Mexico, did not show up. We have a real crisis on the border. And, and, and it, it, you know, the, the three co- countries in Central America, the Northern Triangle, uh, that, that are critical uh, to what's happening on the border, uh, El Salvador, Honduras, and Guatemala were also absent. So so we saw that this potentially tremendous opportunity to convene and to talk about issues affecting us as a hemisphere uh, was, again, in my opinion, a, a, a failed opportunity to talk about the U.S. leadership and to put the economy and economic development front and center. So it wasn't just in this meeting with Lula. It was also in every possible opportunity we have to show leadership in the western hemisphere and instead you know the environment and labor and and many other issues take center stage and, and not and not the economy which i think is, is a tremendous mistake
0: well those issues take center stage but I keep looking for where they solve the problems that are causing, okay, the illegal migration into the United States is one of them, Uh, and something that's not often put into this, the context of nations that just become a pass-through. Uh, yes. For f- nations further away, because the path is really to the southern border, which is open that this administration in its recent meeting with Mexico would not do anything about closing a they, right. they signal, but never do anything. So the flood continues. Again, Absolutely. if whether it's China, these left leaning, in the socialist leaders uh, and, and the Biden administration's lack of engagement, frankly, America has not done it right for many, many years, for decades uh, down there with free market, with with involvement. I'm not saying there aren't instances of it, but if this continues, Carlos, it doesn't end well, does it, for any of the America's?
1: Absolutely. And and you're right. There's a a tremendous lack of engagement. But guess which are the countries in which the administration is actually increasing their engagement. It's Cuba. It's Venezuela, two of the most authoritarian uh, uh, left-leaning regimes in the world. Right. Cuba, dictatorship of more than 63 years. Uh, Venezuela, another communist dictatorship. And those are the countries in which the administration is actively engaging. And so while we're ignoring um, uh, the most important issues affecting our relationship with Mexico with uh, uh, the Northern triangle with other nations in the hemisphere we're getting closer and closer to normalizing relations with these two nations that that are not friends of the u.s. by any stretch of the imagination and, and so I think there's there's not only a, a sense of, of ignoring the region as a whole but the few instances in which we're not ignoring the region we're paying attention to the wrong countries for the wrong reasons it, I just, it, you know, it makes absolutely no sense
0: Carlos Diaz Rosillo on the line, founding director of the Adam Smith Center for Economic Freedom at Florida International University. Now, we have a lot of work to do, and I would say for the next year, uh, you and I have a plan to really tie this all together. Uh, Things like the index of bureaucracy that you did for Latin America, or that various groups got together and did uh, and produced, and what we need here in America, we've got to make capitalism free markets and all of this work Carlos it, it has lifted more nations out of poverty more people Absolutely. out of poverty by that nature so a lot of work to do my friend
1: but we'll do it together <laughs> now there, there is a lot of work to do and you know we have clear evidence that freedom works capitalism works again it's not perfect uh, but we need to work to make it pe- uh, better and, and 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 really change the narrative so that people realize with hard rigorous empirical, research that these communist regimes that have existed for decades and decades just don't work. And the evidence speaks for itself. Uh, That's why people want to flock to this country, uh, the land of freedom. Uh, They're not flocking to communist China. They're not flocking to these other areas where communism has simply failed time and over again. So so I think we have a lot of work to do, but we got to start doing it.
0: Yeah. And as a matter of fact, now we have Chinese nationals by the numbers increasing along our southern border. So just to put a a pin in that thought, Uh, Carlos, thank you as always.
1: Thank you, David. It's a pleasure to be with you and your audience.
0: Carlos Díaz-Rosillo, again, the uh, founding director of the Adam Smith Center for Economic Freedom at uh, Florida International University. You're going to hear a lot more from this group. Uh, We've been building for some months now, and uh, there's a lot more to come. We'll start hearing from the ties or about the ties between Latin America and North America and the importance of solving the problems. This administration has an open border if we don't solve the problems or work with others to resolve their issues the flood continues until the borders close that's just one example you can join me live on the david webb show monday to friday nine to noon east on sirius xm patriot 125.